Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnicki, accompanied by Jacob Schrader. How are you doing this morning, Jacob? Doing well. Uh, it's It's been an awesome football season thus far. Uh, it, you know, this is uh, this is what we live for, me and you. I know it. So I'm excited to talk today. Yeah, me too. I had a pretty good week in fantasy. I won again, so I'm 2-0 to start the season. I basically had Nick Chubb just destroy the competition and so did justin herbert so those were my top two scorers my wide receivers actually they kind of let me down i had Devonte adams who didn't do anything for me which i was surprised that he had two catches for only like 12 yards and a touchdown alan robinson did better but not great i had benched dj moore because he didn't really do much and i had started at my flex melvin gordon who really didn't do anything either so i kind of regretted that but zach Ertz had a good game for me at tight end the yeah. defense was getting me a lot of points so they blew a 28 to 3 lead and then i had um cybert who's the lions kicker who actually got me like 11 points oh, so wow. i'm really happy about that and then it was great because I had already won the week going into Monday night's game and I still had Dalvin Cook to play. Oh. I'm glad I didn't have to rely on him because he didn't do anything either. So yeah. luckily for me, my opponent's team did not have a good week. How about you? I, you know, I was up about 50 points going into Monday night football, but my opponent had Jalen Hurts. Uh, so halftime, I was worried, to say the least. Jalen Hurts had like 250 yards, three total touchdowns at halftime. Uh, he's a beast, first of all. We talked a little bit about him before the season, but I, I think he is the real deal, unfortunately, for, for you as a Giants fan. Yeah, he you know what? I, I don't want to I'll say that I was I I I did bash on him a little too much and he I'm not gonna take anything away from him. He has been great the first two games, but he also has played two bad defenses. He gets another favorable matchup this week against Washington. So that's always been my criticism of Jalen Hurts is because if if you look last year, he was one in six against teams that were playoff teams. And that was, and the, his only win was against the Cowboys the last week of the season. So I'm still yeah. not completely sold on Jalen Hurts, but there's no denying he's a fantasy beast. Yeah, I, I did pretty good this week. I, I ended up winning. Uh, I learned about noon on Sunday that Michael Pittman wasn't playing. Thank gosh, I checked my lineup. I mean, I'm not saying I, I normally don't check my lineup before 1 p.m., but, you know, sometimes it happens. Um, and, you know, I slid in Curtis Samuel. He did great. I think Curtis Samuel is a huge piece uh, moving forward, right? Wentz is in a new system and a new – he's the new guy in Washington, so everything starts from scratch, right? It's clear McLaurin is not really a wide receiver one this year. There's three really good players on that offense, and Curtis Samuel is getting the most touches. He's getting the most looks. He's getting the most touches. Uh, he got lit up on his touchdown in the end zone. I was worried he was yeah. was going to be – he was actually playing a little bit. Like, you know, he was going down. He really got lit up. He just lost his breath. A-Rob, Allen Robinson got me a touchdown. My running backs really underperformed. I have Mixon and Fournette. Um, you know, those two, I'm trying to ship one of them. I'm actually trying to ship Mixon. Right. Because I think Mixon has a really high likelihood of getting injured. Um, I see now that, that Fournette is actually questionable with a hamstring injury, so that's not good. I have a feeling my boy is because I offered Mixon is going to want Fournette. So I'm comfortable actually moving Fournette, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and then probably Curtis Samuel for Stefan Diggs and the Bills defense. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I was really high on Diggs to start the season. 
he in my draft I had the ninth pick overall, so he was already gone by the time I drafted. That's why Devontae Adams was or Dalvin Cook was my first pick. Then I picked Devontae Adams coming back. But I yeah. love Stephon Diggs. I love the chemistry he has with Josh Allen. I think that he's probably going to end the year as your number one wide receiver. That was a bummer for Pittman. I do have a few friends that had Pittman. I knew the night before Pittman wasn't going to play because I read all the injury reports because that does affect my pick'em leagues and my betting. Mm -hmm. So the minute I saw that he was out, I automatically took the Jaguars to cover because I knew that they were basically not going to have anyone to throw to with Pittman out. So So for those of you who don't know, we have an internal monthly betting contest at Zen Sports, and I think Allie wins it about half the time. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I, you know, I kind of want to talk about a few more moves I'm looking to make yeah, on my yeah. team, right? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I'm sure if you follow fantasy football a lot, you've seen videos about trading him, right? He has had unbelievable efficiency with a small amount of touches, right? He had uh, seven carries for 42 yards and three receptions in week one, two touchdowns, and they had 12 touches the next week. Right, but he has been so good, right? And and you're playing two two sides of the field here, right? You're basically saying, okay, he's going to be a split carry back for the rest of the year, and you can't rely on the fact that he's going to get two touchdowns or or have a fifty yard rush like he did last week, right? He's over efficient right now, and that's true. But he's also playing really really well, and that means something, right? The Chiefs may not always be a, a juggernaut, and they may need to really win games this year. And if they do, I think they're going to have him on the field a lot. Uh, so I'm on the fence, right? I, I, you know, I mentioned I'm proposing a trade with with Mixon and and him for Diggs, um, but I could see myself regretting that because he's a guy, and especially in a PPR league, that can be such high value, right? If Jarek McKinnon gets hurt and, and Edward Hilaire is a three down back on the Chiefs and they're running the ball 18 times a game, right? He's a, he's a running back one, right? So it's a tough situation for me. I like him a lot. I like the way he runs. He's really patient. Um, but you know, that being said, you don't know. And, and, you know, the only thing you can rely on at this point is seeing how many touches he's had, which is not very many. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tough. Cause there are players that you really like that you end up having to part ways with. It's kind of like the situation I'm in. Like, I don't want to give up Allen Robinson right now or DJ Morgan for that matter. After two games, I'm not one that does the knee jerk reaction. I've been in too many leagues over the years and I must say I've been mostly successful in my leagues. I never freak out after the first two, even three weeks, maybe after week four, that's when I really evaluate my team. But, you know, these Mm -hmm. guys, they're still trying to figure it out there. There's always new offensive coordinators, new offensive schemes. There's a lot of different things going on. So I take my time with it. I don't, but I mean, there are moves I make. I did pick up Curtis Samuel because even though I have Jahan Dotson, I don't know which one of those two guys yet are going to be Carson Wentz's number two. And mm-hmm. you and I chatted during Sunday night, Sunday afternoon games about this, that, you know, Terry McLaurin owners, it's going to be a rough year for you guys because play teams are going to double team McLaurin a lot. It's going to leave Samuel open. It's going to leave Dotson open a lot. So it's going to be growing pains with Washington's receiving core to see who really sticks out. So right now yeah. I have Samuel and Dotson on my bench. I want to see which one you know, really explodes. I I think the the three of them just limit each other's ceilings, right? It's, uh, there's, they're three, and they're three good players. I think the biggest beneficiary is Wentz. Yeah. um, For sure. You know, my other running back situation that's given me, not a headache, but, but not, I don't like it, 
is Jeff, I have both Jeff Wilson and Eliza Mitchell, right? I picked up Jeff Wilson last week. Right. And he, I really think he's a good start now. I actually think I'm going to start him this week if I still have Clyde Edwards-Alaire on my team. I may not just because I don't want to, you know, not start him and have my friends see that I'm not starting him and, you know, still try to make a, a, a trade with him. And he's like, why would I, why would I want uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire? But my feeling about these two is that Jeff Wilson is now the more valuable fantasy piece right. because Jeff Wilson's going to get six games in as the lead back. And when they come back, it's going to be a nasty split, right? If Jeff Wilson shows success and, and Elijah Mitchell, he's just injury prone and the 49ers are a playoff team. So they're not going to be going heavy on him. I don't think so in regular season games. I know in the past they, they, they basically ride him like crazy. Like he had games last year with 30 carries, um, but I worry about him coming back. Uh, I really do. So th- that's a pair I'm trying to ship as well. Um, right. My plan is basically to, to do the trade for Mixon and a layer for, for a wide receiver one, and then trade Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, and maybe someone else for uh, another solid running back. Um, we'll see though. Yeah, that's not a bad strategy. I agree with that. It's always good to have your options open, but let's get right into the stardom situm because I know that's what our listeners are most eager about. And we'll start with quarterbacks. So this week, my stardom quarterbacks, the top three that I have, besides your, you know, your usual starters. I think Jared Goff is a really good start this week. He's going up against a Vikings team that, you know, we were just talking about Jalen Hurts, that was just their defense looked atrocious. They left A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith open, wide open the entire game. There was just nothing but lanes. I think that the Vikings defense, while they're they're not that they're not gonna be that bad, they're still gonna allow plenty of yards. I think Jared Goff is in the chemistry he has with Amon Ross and Brown is phenomenal. He's gonna be good for at least a touchdown or two a game. I think Goff really is not too injury prone. And I don't think the Vikings are a team that is going to force turnovers. So I think Jared Goff is one of, is a very good start. I think he's going to have definitely multi-touchdowns, plenty of yardage. Derek Carr is another stardom. I know he kind of struggled last week. They had a tough game against the Cardinals where they blew the lead. But they have a favorable matchup this week against the Titans defense that just let the Buffalo Bills destroy them. The Buffalo put up 41 points on the board. I think Derek Carr is going to bounce back. He's going to connect more with Devontae Adams this week. He's going to have a pretty good game. And my last one's actually Kirk Cousins. I know I told people to start him last week, and he was atrocious. He threw three interceptions. I fell into the, oh, maybe Kirk Cousins will have a good primetime game, which he's terrible in primetime. With that loss the other day, he's 2-10 in primetime games. So I never should have trusted him. But I do like him this week against the Lions. The Lions don't have a great defense. They allowed Carson Wentz to get 29 points against them. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles get 38 points. I think Cousins does bounce back. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The Vikings and Lions, plenty to go around. So if you have any offensive players on both those teams, definitely look to them. Yeah, I saw an article from ESPN that said the the biggest fantasy game of the week is Lions versus uh, Vikings, which is uh, crazy. (laughs) I think it's right. For sure, yeah. So who do you have for your stardoms? So I have Kirk as well, um, right? I, I think Kirk will bounce back. I actually read a little bit about the, the, the primetime game. I think uh, – I can't remember, but was that – you like that in a primetime game? So Kirk Cousins, his record in primetime is terrible. Before Monday night, 
he was two and eleven his career in primetime games. So that means Thursday night games, Sunday night games, Monday night games. I thought the Vikings had a really good matchup against the Eagles. We just had seen the Eagles give up thirty five points to the Lions. I thought the Vikings could come out and have a really good game. And Cousins was just bad. Darius Slay should have had four interceptions easily that game. Oh, yeah. He was missing. He was missing wide open guys. He was just throwing it straight to Eagles defenders. He will bounce back. He does do well at home, so I think he's going to bounce back this week. Yes, and and the, you know the Lions are going to put points, so I think that'll be a high scoring game. Um, next up are two guys that you know are probably fringe starters to say the the, the least. But Marcus Mariota, I think, is a solid start. I was impressed by him last week. The Rams, you know, they they have a good defense and they really clamped down a little bit, but a lot of the a lot of the success was in the gold, you know, the, the goal, the the red zone, sorry. Uh they got some stops early. I think they got a stop on fourth down. Um, but the the Falcons were driving the ball a little bit. And Drake London is good. Drake London can really play. Coral Patterson did nothing. I expect him to do something this week. Uh and I just think, you know, the, the Falcons, they're not playing a, a crazy good defense, right? They're playing the Seahawks. I just think you know they're gonna they're gonna put up more points. There might be it might be a two touchdown, two hundred and fifty yard passing, fifty rushing yard game for Mariota, and that's pretty solid. Um, so I think he's worth a shot this week. I think he's playing better this go around than he did in Tennessee. Um, and then next up, I've got Jimmy G. Uh, I I was saying this for so long. Jimmy G should be the starting quarterback of the 49ers. Now he is. Jimmy G it plays fine in you know primetime games. I believe he he played okay in the, the playoffs last year. He didn't play that bad, right? I mean, the 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 play that was immortalized was his turnover to end the game. But what are you gonna do when Aaron Donald's chasing you? Right? You don't really have too many options. Uh I think he kind of ignites a spark in the 49ers. The 49ers are one and one. That's that's not good for them. Uh they're a Super Bowl contender to say the least, right? I really think they outright they may be the best team in the NFC. Uh, with Jimmy G starting, right? They they unloaded on the Rams twice last year. We beat them in the playoffs because, um, you know, some guy, I can't remember his name, dropped a wide-open interception. They're a good football team. They were the sixth-best offense last year with Jimmy G. I mean, I I, I think it's laughable that they decided Trey Lance, this, was, this was Trey Lance's time. Right. And I think Jimmy G is, is coming out with vengeance. I think Jimmy G is dominating on Sunday Night Football. I'm fucking excited for that, to tell you. Yeah. That is going to be a really good game Sunday night football, Denver and the Niners. I think it actually will be higher scoring than people think. I know Denver struggled to score, but I think they got it together. We saw traces in the last two quarters last week. I think Russell Wilson starting to get on the same page as Cortland Sutton. We'll see if Jerry Judy will be out there. But I do think that Jimmy G is going to have to throw the ball, especially with Elijah Mitchell out. I don't think Jeff Wilson is nearly as good as Elijah Mitchell. I think having a full week with his, you know, he's having the reps with the first team. I think that's going to greatly benefit him. And I do. I think Jimmy G is going to come out and have a good game. I don't know if George Kittle's going to be back yet, but if he is, I will only elevate Jimmy G's stats because they have a really good chemistry. I think if anyone's really happy to have Jimmy G back, it's Brandon Ayuk. I think I, that's one of the reasons why I wasn't high in him going into the season because I was like, if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback for the Niners, the receivers are going to suffer. So I agree with you. I think Jimmy G is worth a start this week. And same thing with your other picks. 100% on Kirk Cousins. We both agree on that. And same thing with Marcus Mariota. I think going against Seattle, he will have a favorable matchup. So let's go in the sit 
this week, I have Tua. I know everyone, he was the top waiver wire pickup. But what people, your casual viewers don't know is the Ravens defense was decimated that game. They had lost their top cornerback, Kyle Fuller, to an injury. He's on injured reserve now. Marcus Peters was banged up. He was questionable if he was even going to play. It was a game down decision. Same thing with Marlon Humphrey. They were missing a few other guys on the defensive end. So I think that not only was the Ravens defense struggling, Tua had the game of his life. He's never going to have a better game like that. He found Jalen Waddell and in Tyreek Hill open just nonstop. Yeah. I don't think that he's gonna that they're gonna be left open against Buffalo. Buffalo has the best defense. We saw what they just did to Tennessee. We saw what they did to the Rams, especially in week one. I think they're gonna bottle Tua up. Tua's gonna see so much pressure. He's gonna make mistakes. I think he's a bad start this week. He's my number one sit him. I actually think Russell Wilson's a sit him this week. I know we just talked about how it's gonna be a little higher scoring in the Niners versus the Broncos. But I do think that when it comes to the goal line, they're going to feed it to Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. I don't think that Russell Wilson is going to get the touchdowns you want from him. So he's on my bench. And then Aaron Rodgers, too. They are going up against the Bucs this week. But if you look at the Bucs, they just shut out to very good teams. They limited in week one the Cowboys, and this was before Dak even got injured, to three points. In week two, the Saints, they had all three points until they scar- scored a garbage-time touchdown late in the game. I think that they are going to limit Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be a low-scoring game between both the Bucks because they have so many injuries and the Packers. Rodgers is on my bench this week. How about you? Yeah, I, li- I like those picks. Um, I-, I just can't go against Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in one of those games. Right. I think I think you might be right. I just think it's a little risky for me. Russell Wilson, I definitely agree on. Uh, he hasn't looked that good in Denver. The whole team has looked a little bit off. I will say I think Corlett Sutton it will, will develop and be a big-time player this year. I think it's pretty clear he's looking away from Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy just doesn't catch the ball. And, you know, there was a big play last in, – in, in week one where Judy had a drop. And then on the final play of the game – Judy is wide open down the middle, and Russell Wilson never looks his way. I think that's pretty telling. I actually told my boy this, who who owns Russell, or who I don't know. I was talking to some of my friends about it. Um, so I feel pretty strongly Cortland Sutton will will do something this year. My sit-ems start with Ryan Tannehill. Um, I just I think this is Ryan Tannehill's last year in in Tennessee. Uh, I think it may be his last year as a starter. I think he's going to throw some interceptions. I think he's losing his team. All right, I think. The Titans were something ridiculous last year, right? Were the Titans fifteen and two last year? Yeah, they were the number one seed in the AFC. Fifteen and two. I mean, that is ludicrous. Uh, I think Harold Landry is going to get a big contract after this year. I don't know if this is his last year in Tennessee, but he, but you know he, he's showing he was the uh, the leader of that team. I don't know. Tennessee is going from first to worst. That's how I see it. Uh, yeah. And Tampa is leading the way with a couple of interceptions each week. Next up is Baker. Right, I think the Saints are a pretty turnover-heavy defense. Yeah, uh, they always find you know the, the Saints and the Eagles are similar, right? They're always sneaky starts in fantasy because they get turnovers somehow. Um, they're good. The Saints are a good defense. They they played pretty well against Brady, um, and then Baker hasn't really looked outstanding. He's looked pretty pretty good. He's looked okay. He's he's competed, um, but the Panthers are two and zero for a reason. Uh, they're not putting up the points they should. McCaffrey's not really doing what he should. I think he did pretty well last week, but uh, I don't know about – and I'm not trying to start Baker anytime soon. I like him, 
but I'm not trying to start him. And then Tua, right? I just, I love Tua. I actually think, I think he'll have a good year this year. I think he will throw 28 touchdowns and, and not too many picks, maybe 15 picks. Uh, but he's going to run, well, 15 is a lot of picks. But I, I just think that that offense is dynamic. I think Jalen Waddell is is really good. Uh, I think, you know, even though they're similar in size, Waddle's not crazy fast. Uh, well, you know, he is, but he's a different receiver than Tyreek. Right. right. Tyreek stretches the hill, stretches the field. Uh, Waddle is up the middle. Waddle's in the slot. Waddle's catching a lot of slants and, and post routes. He's good. He's really good. Uh, so I think Tua is good. He's, he was my waiver wire pickup, but you can't start him against the Bills. The Bills are decimating teams. I mean, if if no one gets hurt on the Bills, uh, they have a, a 50% chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, and it may be higher than that. But they are just – it's clear they are a, a head, and, head above the rest of the league, right? Yeah. Totally agree with you on there. The Bills, they just, I, I kind of regret that I took the Tennessee Titans plus 10 on Monday night. I thought the Bills would be looking ahead to their matchup in Miami. They weren't. They just completely destroyed the Titans just like they did. Yeah, it was 41 to 7 and, and the fourth quarter hadn't even started. Yeah, it, 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 it was nuts. It wasn't even it wasn't even a close contest. The Bills are way far ahead. Yeah, I like I like all of your sit-ems as well. I mean, I mean, Baker Mayfield. Even though I do like Baker, he's going to struggle this year. I think against the Saints, like you said, they're going to really utilize Christian McCaffrey a lot. They're going to run the ball. They're going to keep it out of Baker throwing deep. That's why I kind of regret drafting DJ Moore a little bit. I was a little too high on DJ to start the year. I thought that Baker and him would have good chemistry. It doesn't appear so. But I'm with you on all your sit So let's move ahead to running backs. And we had an interesting week this past week with running backs because it, it was just Nick Chubb just totally dominated. And I wasn't surprised at all. It, Nick Nick Chubb, like I said at the beginning, he's one of the best running backs in the game. He's I'm there. glad I drafted him. But if we want to go to who I like to, I like to start this week, David Montgomery is number one. I've been so low on him the first two weeks. He had a great game against the Packers in, in week two. I think he ran for over 112 yards. I think he was pretty much ju- the the Bears' only offense that game. The receivers were non-existent. Justin Fields only threw for 70 yards. I think David Montgomery is going to have another big game against Houston this weekend. Houston has a terrible running defense. They're going to feed Montgomery the ball a lot. He's going to get holes. He's going to actually have a good game. Brees Hall is my other stardom. He had a pretty nice game against Cleveland on on Sunday. He had some nice runs. I think he's finally emerging over Michael Carter as the number one guy to go to. This weekend, they're facing the Bengals, who we just saw Tony Pollard just ran all over the Bengals in their matchup. I think that this is Brees Hall's chance to really break out. And Flacco's not going to have the game that he did against the Bengals, so they're going to really stick to the running game a lot. And then my other one is Miles Sanders. I think going against the commanders, the commanders are going to buckle up the defense a little bit. Jalen Hurts isn't going to have the the open wide receivers that he did against the Vikings. I think they are going to employ the run game a lot more. Don't forget, they're playing on a short week, so players are tired. So I think the running game is going to come back into focus. And I think they're going to feed Miles Sanders the ball a little more. So those are my stardoms. How about you? Yeah, so I'm looking at our list, and we have – quite a few disagreements here. So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, my starts are Jeff Wilson. Um, so Jeff Wilson against the Broncos, right? The Broncos are average at, at run defense, maybe a bit worse. Uh, I think with, with, with Jimmy G at quarterback, it gives, 
Jeff Wilson just more runs. I think the 49ers offense will be on the field longer. Uh, they'll have less huge plays. I don't know if Trey Lance necessarily had a lot of big plays, but they'll be consistent. They'll be back to the team they were being last year. And if you told me Jeff Wilson was going to get 18 touches a game on the sixth highest scoring fantasy offense, I'm going to take it every single day of the week. Um, I think there's just not enough competition around him. I think especially with Jimmy G, Debo is going to line up more at receiver because they're going to have the ability to throw him the ball now. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about the, this situation, right? With with Lance, I was not going to start Wilson, but with Jimmy G, it makes me feel more comfortable. Hopefully I'm right. I, I have no idea. Uh, next up is Corderell. Um, had a really bad week last week, uh, but he is the focal point of that offense, you know, at least when it comes to running the ball. I think Drake London is is taken away, not necessarily some of his touches, but but in, in generally, yeah, I think Drake London will see 10 targets this game. I think Drake London will have a good season. He's good. He caught a really good touchdown against the Rams. I just think Corderell will get going early. Um, you know, this, the Seahawks aren't unbelievably good on defense by any stretch of the imagination, um, although they have played okay so far. I, I just think Corderell will have a bounce back week, and he's kind of someone a lot of people may be looking away from starting, but I think it's a – a reasonable chance and, and reasonable shot for him to do well this week. Uh, and then last up is Tony Pollard um, against the Giants. I don't know about this one, right? But I'm not looking, you know, it, it can be difficult to pick starting running backs, stardom running backs, because you don't want to pick someone who uh, would people would start anyways. I, I think Tony Pollard, he, he showed up big time last week uh, against the, the Bengals. And I think he'll do it again. I really think Zeke is is not what he was. Zeke, you know, he, he, he just does – he's not doing anything. The, the line of the Cowboys isn't really provocative to him getting the, the yardage he used to. I, I remember I was watching DeMarco Murray highlights last night, and DeMarco Murray didn't have any highlights. His highlights were him following the line. And Zeke benefited from that uh, immensely for, for his first two years maybe. But now they don't have that line. Um, and Zeke struggles, right? Zeke hasn't really put up he's, – he has 105 rushing yards total in, in two games on 25 carries. That's not RB1. I think Tony Pollard is, is making his way in. I think it's advantageous to the Cowboys to do that because, you know, Zeke, Zeke – they can maybe re-sign Zeke for less money. They're, those two are a good duo. But I think Tony Pollard is going to see a, a higher and higher increased share percentage as the season goes on. And for my league especially, he's great because I'm a PPR league. Yeah. So we'll 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 go straight to where we disagree because on my sitems, Tony Pollard is my number one sitem, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's not just because I'm a Giants fan, but the Giants they do have a very good rush defense. Leonard Williams, while he did get hurt against the Panthers, it appears like he's going to play, but that's not the number one reason. We're getting our top pass rusher back this week. Rookie Kayvon Thibodeau, he missed the first two games. He was our number five overall pick. He's going to really increase the pass rush. He's, they're really going to put pressure on Cooper Rush and that line. And the Giants have just been very good against two of the top running backs in the game the first two weeks. They limited Derrick Henry to only 80 yards on the ground in week one. Derrick Henry only had eight fantasy points week one against the Giants. Christian McCaffrey, besides one run last week where he had this I forget if it was about like a 50-yard outburst. They pretty much shut McCaffrey down the entire game. He did not have one of the best Christian McCaffrey games on the ground, at least. He still caught passes and everything. I think that this week, the Giants are going to shut down Bo Zeke and Tony Pollard again. They are very good against the run. 
I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Cooper Rush. He's going to be forced to throw the ball. They're going to they it's going to come into even though it's not going to be a high scoring game, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because the pass rush is going to be way too much. They're going to stuff the running backs up front. So Pollard's a sit for me. Again, I disagree with you. You have Jeff Wilson as a start. I have him as a sit him. The the Broncos actually are pretty good against the run. We saw week one. They pretty much let Rashad Penny do absolutely nothing on the ground. Week two, Damian Pierce of the Texans didn't do anything as well. I think they are going to shut down this week, Wilson, at the line. I think it is going to be the Jimmy G show more than anything. I think they're really going to rely on Jimmy to throw the ball to connect with Ayu Kittle if he plays. I think if they run the ball, they're going to move do more routes with Debo Samuel. We saw a lot of that last year, especially in the playoffs when Jimmy G was quarterback. So Jeff Wilson's on my bench. I just don't think he's going to get the touches that he needs to really get any good fantasy points. And then my last one is Devin Singletary. Right now, all the Bills running backs pretty much are sitting for me. They're a throwing team. They're not going to run the ball a lot. They're going to air it out to Stephon Dix, to Isaiah McKenzie, to Gabe Davis, whoever else is on the field for them. For now, I would sit all Buffalo running backs. But since Devin Singletary seems to be the consensus number one guy, he's your sit. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I, you know, I certainly agree with Singletary. I I, lo- I really like your points on uh, the Giants versus, um, let me see who it was. Um, Tony Pollard, I I can I can see that certainly being a, a tough matchup for him now that I think about it. I actually see now too that the Broncos are the number one ranked rush defense in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you know I guess I I clearly didn't know that. That doesn't actually sway me that much. That you know we're two weeks into the season. Does is Denver going to end up with the best rushing defense? Probably not. Um, I I just. You know, I still see the amount of touches Jeff Wilson is going to get. Uh, you know, I think he's going to get 20 touches. I think he's going to do something with it. I think he'll catch three or four passes. And he's going to be on the field so much. I just – I, it's kind of hard not to start him given that. And, and the, the yeah, the, the Broncos defense has been good, but they were they were average defense last year, and they didn't add anybody, I don't think, um, unless I, I'm wrong there too. But I, I will still start Jeff Wilson, but I can certainly see – how, you know, backing away from Tony Pollard makes a lot of sense. Um, my sit-ups, Brees Hall. Um, I, I just think in in New York, right, Michael Carter is good. Uh, we and they agree like, a, a lot on both of our running backs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that that's okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think Michael Carter is good. I think the Jets like him. Um, I just think it, it – it's kind of a, a, a boomer bust game for him because whoever is the hot hand early, they're going to ride with, I believe. And, and I just don't think they're going to put up enough points uh, to merit a lot of usage for Brees Hall. I also think, Brees, you know, Brees Hall could see very few touches if, if Michael Carter is going off. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's the same way if, if Brees Hall is going off, Michael Carter won't see a lot of touches, but that's a lot of risk. And it's not risk that, that I would recommend taking. Uh, unless you need it, right? Unless your team is is down bad and you need, need a big game for Brees Hall. Next up is Travis Etienne. Similar situation. I actually think James Robinson is is even better than Michael Carter, right? James Robinson is good. Um, people people forget that he's been good his whole career. He's been hurt a little bit, but he's a good runner. He he he. he someone his team the team team likes. And Etienne hasn't looked that good. You know, he made some some flashy moves on a screen pass to gain 11 yards last week. 
but I didn't see too much else from him that looked promising. I didn't, I don't see any reason for him to have a high, high volume share this week. And then Chase Edmonds going against the bills, right? No one on the, no one on Miami is doing anything this week. Yeah, uh, I agree with you definitely on Chase Edmonds. I think that all, I, really all Miami running backs haven't done anything to start the year. So I, I think we talked about it before even our drafts that we weren't high on any of the Miami guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on that one for sure. But I, yeah, I, I understand your point about Brees Hall. I do think it's a little bit of a stretch. I have a lot of psych for him. You know, I was really, he, I was, he was really high on my list before the draft. I didn't get him on my team, but I think the his best games are ahead of him once Zach Wilson gets back. It's a little tough with Flacco because Flacco's just kind of, sitting there warming the seat for for Zach Wilson to come back. So I think that once you do see Wilson back, that they are going to utilize Brees Hall a lot more because Brees Hall can catch the ball. He only had one reception last game, but he had, I believe, not I want to say six or seven receptions the previous week. So he's going to catch the ball. He's going to get – he did have a fumble week one. But I think we're, what we saw from him the other day is a little bit more of a glimpse of what we're going to see from him coming up. He's going to get the ball more. So I, I'm not I'm not against it. I think you go either way. Travis Etienne, he's another one I agree with you. I was high on him to start the season. He's really just not performed. James Robinson's back to the number one guy. I think Travis Etienne, it's going to be a long year for owners of him. So for now, definitely sit him. But let's move on to wide receivers. So even though I kind of been talking him down the for the last what have we been on this podcast for a half hour or so i actually like dj Moore this week to start they are going against the saints the saints that they pretty much even they allowed the bucks with all pretty much backup receivers to beat them last week they do have a good defense marshawn Lattimore is a top cornerback in the league i think he's going to be covering between dj Moore and robbie anderson but i think if they utilize christian mccaffrey the way they do the wide receivers are going to be open. Baker's going to finally settle in. He's had two weeks to get used to this offense. I think DJ Moore ends up having a pretty good game. He's on my stardom list. Same thing with Allen Robinson. I'm going to keep riding on Allen Robinson, and they got a favorable matchup this week against Arizona. Kyler Murray is something like one in six in his career against the Rams. So the Rams have really had Kyler Murray's number. It's going to be a high-scoring game because neither defense is really too impressive. And Arizona's missing a lot of guys in their defense. So I think that's going to open up the holes. I think Matt Stafford, I think he's still hearing the criticism that he's going to have to open it up. He can't just keep relying on Cooper Cup. they got to expand the offense. Allen Robinson had one touchdown last week. He probably should have had a second one, but it was ruled back. He He should be in the end zone against this week, so I like him to start. And you convinced me on Curtis Samuel. I told you at the beginning of the episode, I picked him up. I think he's a good start. I think even though we're still not sure if it's him or Jahan Dotson, who's going to be the number two guy, definitely. Both of them are still going to get plenty of chances against the Eagles. The Eagles, even though they performed well against the Vikings because Kirk Cousins was just atrocious, they're still not a good defense, the Eagles. I think going up against Washington, Washington is going to put points on the board. Carson Wentz is, like you said, he is a good quarterback, even though I wasn't high on him. He's going to take them down the field. He's going to get them drives, and he does spread the ball around. So yeah. Curtis Samuel is my third stardom. How about you? Well, the Colts look pretty bad right now, huh? Yeah, yeah, they do. They, I mean, they are missing a lot of guys. Missing Leonard on defense is is terrible. That takes away all their pass rush. 
They were missing Michael Pittman. They were missing another guard, I believe, on the offensive line. So they were missing a lot of guys. And for some reason, Jonathan Taylor just didn't – it looked like he didn't even, like, play on Sunday. He only got the ball nine times, nine rushes. That's not going to win you games. Yeah. I mean, Wentz is better than Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan looks too skinny out there. I don't know what the deal is. Matt Ryan looks old. He looks He does. He looks old. really unathletic. He does not look like a quarterback that's going to throw. And, you know, the problem is he's getting that pushed out of the pocket so much. Right. He can't be a pocket passer in Indy. The line just isn't good enough. Right. So I still love Michael Pittman. I mean, how could you not? Matt Ryan can still throw the ball and he's going to force the ball to Michael Pittman. Right. That's what Matt Ryan does. He, he forces the ball to his best receivers. And, and that's Michael Pittman. Um, for my starts, I have Curtis Samuel. Right. You know, I've, I I love this guy now. Uh, I didn't really know anything about him. Uh, I uh, I guess I realized he I thought I thought he had been hurt for a, a year, but he kind of had. I guess he was hurt last year. Um, and he's been good. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm glad I picked him up. He, uh, he's, he's gotten the most targets on the, uh, on the commanders so far. And I don't really think that's going to stop. And he's getting rushes too. And a guy like that is getting rushes and getting passes. That means they're, 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 they're making a point to get the ball in his hand. Uh, and he's been a problem. So I would keep starting him until he has a, a bad week and then we can reassess. Next up is Drake London. I think Drake London I, – I actually think Drake London is really good. Uh, for being so big, he catches the ball well, and he's quick. Uh, I've actually been really surprised by how good he is. I think it's a good week for, for Mariota. I think it's a good week for London. And then Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been – I mean, he's caught a, a – I don't know how many touchdowns this year, but it's, it's more than more than two. Um, I think he had two in week one. Not – he hasn't had crazy weeks. I think he's averaged maybe five to eight catches for five to eight, 50 to 80 yards. But that's okay. That's a that's a solid start, and he's going to build off that. I think Michael Thomas is back to being a, a – he's not back to being what he was, which is the wide receiver one, but he's back to, to startable, and he's a flex slash fringe wide receiver two. Uh, I would start him this week. Yeah, I, I think that's a solid that's a solid start too. I agree with you on that one. I'm really high on – I was really high on Chris Olave to start the year. He really hasn't stood out, but Michael Thomas is that number one guy. Same thing, Drake London. He is really good. I don't think – I think being on a bad team, he's not getting the publicity he deserves, but he has a favorable matchup against Seattle this week. I think that's a definite star for him. Him and Mariota look like they have some pretty good chemistry. So I'm with you on there. I know even my friend texted me yesterday, and she's like – She's not, you know, she doesn't know a ton about football, but she loves fantasy. So I give her all advice. And she's like, I'm trying to figure out what receivers to pick up. I was like, who's available? And she names like, you know, just regular names. You wouldn't think like, eh, yeah, you don't need him. don't need him. And then she's like, Drake London. I'm like, Drake London's available in your league. And she's like, yeah, someone dropped him. I'm like, go get him right now. What? Yeah. How do you drop the fifth overall pick? Yeah, I know. But so she got him. And yeah, Michael Thomas, he looks he like he didn't miss a beat. He's definitely back on form. We'll see what happens with that quarterback situation. I know there was rumblings whether James Winston's going to get benched for Andy Dalton. I actually don't think don't mind if Andy Dalton does come in. He's still a pretty good quarterback. I agree with that. And he doesn't make the mistakes that James Winston does. We saw in that game against the Bucks. The minute the Bucks were down, James Winston just made a stupid throw downfield immediate reception. I know that's why the Bucks were like this is why we got rid of the guy even though he's good. He makes some dumb mistakes and he panics under pressure. So we'll see. But I think either or Michael Thomas, either whether it's Wilson, Winston, I mean, or Dalton, Michael Thomas will be just fine. So 
when we go to the sit-ems, Robert Woods is probably my number one sit-em. I think all Tennessee guys, until it shows that Tannehill can do anything with the football, sit every single Tennessee Titan receiver that you have. It pains me to say because Robert Woods really should be on another team. He's really good, and he's just not being utilized because Tannehill is that bad. I do think against the Raiders, they're really going to try to get Derrick Henry going. Derrick Henry was non-existent in his game. I think he's ranked only to start the year. Something like Jacob. I think Derrick Henry is like the 36th best running back so far in fantasy. Like He hasn't had a fantasy year. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not surprising because, like I said, against the Giants, he only had eight points. I'm looking right now. He only had eight points again against the Buffalo Bills, and that was just because he had a touchdown. Against the Bills, he had 13 carries for only 25 yards, and then he got a touchdown. So he really hasn't had a good year. I think that this week, actually, for Derrick Henry owners that are really feeling it, he's going to have a good week against the Raiders this year, this week. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. But yeah, back to the Titans, Robert Woods, he's a sit. Then I have to sit Alan Lazard again. I watched the Sunday night game of the Packers and the Bears. Aaron Rodgers is just going to throw to any receiver he can at this point. I know he talked Alan Lazard up a lot in the offseason that he has the potential to be a number one guy. I didn't see it before the season. I still don't see it. I think Lazard's just going to be another two, three receiver on that Packers offense. It looks like they're doing what Jacob and I talked about in the offseason. They're really utilizing Aaron Jones now in the passing game. And Aaron Jones might end up being their number one guy unless they trade for someone before the trade deadline or something. But Alan Lazard's another sit for me. And so is Tyler Lockett. I really even think DK Metcalf at this point is a sit him. I don't think Geno Smith is good at all. He's going to struggle to get them the ball. So for me, Tyler Lockett and then even DK Metcalf owner. Sorry if you drafted him high again, but any Seattle receivers that sit him for me. How about you, Jacob? Yeah, I like those picks. Um, my picks are Jerry Judy, right? I mentioned earlier how Judy's dropping passes again. He's losing trust with Wilson. I think Cortland Sutton's the guy. I think Cortland Sutton's the guy, and I think Devontae Williams is the guy. Um, I'm still holding. Melvin Gordon on my bench, hoping that, not hoping that, but, you know, in case that Javante Williams gets injured, uh, I think if, if if that happens, right, Javante Williams, I mean, he caught 11 passes week one. That is, in my league, that is, like, as good as you can get, right? <laughs> so, uh, I'm sitting Jerry Judy. I'm sitting Darnell Mooney, right? Justin Fields is not a, a thrower of the football. Um, I don't know how many yards he threw for in week one. He probably threw for even less yards in week one than he did in week two when he threw for 75 last week. Um, you, you, if you drafted Mooney, you maybe should have thought about, you know, who's throwing to him because Andy Dalton's great. Andy Dalton's a great fantasy quarterback, but Justin Fields isn't. Um, so he's a set. And then Juju Smith-Schuster, right? I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is very good. Uh, he had one good year in Pittsburgh and then he disappeared. I, I just think he's going to disappear on the Chiefs again. I really do. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think he's doing anything. What, this is his first year on the Chiefs, right? Yeah, he signed there as a free agent in the that, That's what I thought. I had some weird memories that he might not be, but, you know, he had an okay week one, but he, then he, he, he didn't do anything last week. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be too inconsistent. I think there, there's too many other people that want the ball and are going to get it before Juju. I think Nicole Hardman is better than Juju Smith-Schuster, just, I mean, from fantasy too. Juju Smith-Schuster, all he has is a good name. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a performer. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Juju, he only had three catches last week for 10 yards. Not good fantasy at all. 
So I'm right with you on the juju train. Get off of it. Even I was the- so surprised he was being drafted as early as he was, actually. He was drafted pretty high. Right. Well, you know, they figured people figured, well, he's he's probably going to be the Chiefs number one guy. So I, I, I understand that. I, I mean, I wasn't high on him. I was like, I think the Chiefs, they're really going to pretty much just throw to Travis Kelsey and that's going to be the number one receiver. So yeah, until I'm proven wrong, I was staying away from, you, you know, Sky Moore. A lot of people were taking in the late rounds as a sleeper. I can understand that. But if you look at if you look at the Kansas City stats, you know, Travis Kelsey leads everyone with 13 receptions for 172 yards. Second overall is Juju Smith-Schuster with nine catches for 89 yards. So Travis Kelsey has twice as many yards than the number two guy, which is Juju Smith-Schuster. So this is pretty much Travis Kelsey's team. Stay away from all other Kansas City guys. I think I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is really going to spread the ball around. And if you have even McCole Hardman, you don't know who's going to emerge on any given night except Kelsey. So... I agree with you definitely on Darnell Mooney. I don't even put Darnell Mooney on my sit-ems anymore because I'm like, if you still have this guy on your team, I just don't understand it. Like that's going back to my friends. Like I'm like, how does someone drop Drake London, but keep Darnell Mooney on their well, Darnell Dar- Dar- Mooney was a high draft pick. He was very high. He was like top 40. Yeah. And he was one of those guys that I was like, dude, Justin Fields is throwing to him. What's, what what are you seeing that I'm not? Like, he doesn't have Allen Robinson who's getting double teamed anymore across from him. Darnell Moody's the presumptuous number one guy from the Bears. All the Bears have to do is guard, and then they're like, well, we're going to take away their receivers. So I don't get it. Don't yeah. get it at all. Baffles me. But let's move on to tight ends real quick for my stardoms. I think we are both on the same page about Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, at one point last week, I was actually looking at the waiver wire and already seeing George Everett was available in my league because I was getting so frustrated with Zach Ertz. He came back in the second half, had a really big second half. In yeah, crazy second back. half. I think we're going to see more of that. I think that the Cardinals know with DeAndre Hopkins out, they got to really rely on Zach Ertz to make the catches. Marquise Brown, he still drops a lot of balls. So I think Zach Ertz is going to get a lot of chances. They're going to play from behind again against the Rams. They're going to have to throw the ball. So I'm all over Zach Hurts this week. Hunter Henry, I'm pretty high on this week. He hasn't been used at all in the Patriots offense, but I think the Patriots know that if they want to be successful, they got to start incorporating their tight ends a lot more. They really haven't through the first few games, and that's why they've struggled on offense. I think that he's going to have a big game this week against the Ravens. The Ravens, like I said, their defense is a little bit decimated right now. So I think he's going to be in line for a touchdown reception at least maybe even more yardage in there and my other one is Irv Smith Irv Smith was probably like the one Vikings offensive guy that had a good game this past weekend and I was actually I told my friend to start Irv Smith the other night when she was going back and forth and she did and she thanked me for it I think Irv Smith again all Vikings and Lions guys if you have one person from either team on there start him this is going to be take the over if you're betting this is going to be a big week for scoring in that game I think Irv Smith's going to get plenty of chances. I think Adam Thielen, though, is just gone from their offense. I don't know why Kirk Cousins won't throw to Adam Thielen. He just won't. It's pretty much Justin Jefferson and Irv Smith's right there. KJ Osborne gets a few receptions as well, but I'm high on Irv Smith Jr. as well. How about you? Yeah, I like those picks. I will say I think Thielen will do okay. I mean. They might as well trade him. I mean, it's it's like they're not using him. 
it's it's weird because he was so big for for he was he was so good and such a good story in you know four or five years ago and he had 11 touchdowns or 10 touchdowns last year i think he actually puts up some okay weeks i i think he can be you know if the vikings get their offense back i think he'll be a touchdown machine as he used to be um but if they don't and maybe he's older and slower right he's a guy who's you know he's pretty old now um so, uh, I don't know. It could go either way, but I'm not totally giving up on him. I, I Maybe it's just because I like him. Um, but my starts are Zach Ertz, right? I think both of us are are starting at Zach Ertz, actually, on our right. team. Yep. Um, he's good. He, he's uh, really dependable. And there's nothing going well in, in, in Arizona. They're lucky they won that game last week. Um, it was clear that, that they moved the ball because they got the ball to Zach Ertz. And, you know, maybe he doesn't move that well, maybe. He catches the ball and he sits down every time. But what he does is he catches the ball, and that's important. Next up is Evan Engram. Evan Engram's had a, a pretty good season, right? Allie, I'm going to guess you don't like Evan Engram very much because of his time. I do not like Evan Engram very much at all. I suffered through <laughs> a lot of years of drop passes of games we should have won with Evan Engram. When he, I knew he was a free agent, I said we better not resign Evan Engram, <laughs> and we didn't, and I couldn't have been happier. So that's exactly how I feel about Eric E. Brown. <laughs> it is the same situation in Detroit. I mean, I actually watched him lose a game for the Steelers because he caught a ball and didn't go out of bounds. I mean, that dude, I, you know, he seems like he's a happy guy. I follow him on Instagram. He has a nice wife and family, but uh, please don't don't sign him, Rams. Um, whatever. Uh, so I think Evan Engram, I'm going to give him a shot. Right. I think he has a chance to put up more points than someone like Mike Gusecki this week. I think, you know, the the, the Jaguars are not playing a, a crazy good team. Uh, they Who got the Chargers this week. Yeah, so Chargers are okay, but they're going to be forced to throw the ball. Um, I think he's he's worth a shot. I really do. Uh, and then last up, I have Gerald Everett, who had a, he had a really good week last week. Uh, if Keaton Allen is out again... Right, it could spell really good things for Gerald Everett, but Gerald Everett's a good player. He's always been a good player. He's he's just a good tight end, right? You know, he's like an Ingram, but he catches the ball. He's a little bit bigger. He can block better. Uh, I'm surprised actually the Chargers don't use him more, but they have a lot of talent out there, right? They have two really good receivers. Um, you know, I know Keenan Allen's hurt, but while Keenan Allen's hurt, I would start Gerald Everett. I believe Keenan Allen is starting this week. Well, I hope he is because I actually have Keenan Allen. I have Keenan Allen and Michael Pittman. So if both of those start this week, oh, my gosh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I think he could have played if it wasn't going to be a short week. I think because they played on the Thursday night game that uh, that kind of kept him out. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. So, all right, let's move on to who we like for our sit And I actually have Evan Ingram as a sit I think that the Chargers do pretty well. If you look at what the Chargers did to Travis Kelsey last week, last Thursday, Travis Kelsey did not have a good game at all against the Chargers on Thursday night. I believe he was pretty limited with his catches. So I think that the Chargers really do guard well against tight ends. And they're not going to go against the Colts like they did with the Colts when they had kind of a decimated off a uh, defense too. We mentioned how Leonard was out. That really affected the pass rush. So Evan Ingram didn't have to do a lot of blocking. He was able to get open in the slot. And I think he had seven catches against the Colts. Not for big yardage. Only I'm looking at 46 yards. But still, seven catches in PPR is seven catches. 
So I'm not going to take anything away from him there. Yeah, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey's stats right now against the Chargers. He had seven targets. He only had five catches for 51 yards, no touchdowns. If the Chargers could do that to Travis Kelsey, I can only imagine what they're going to do to Evan Ingram. Yeah. My next sit is going to be Pat Frymouth. He had a decent outing against the Patriots last week. Again, I think tonight against the Browns, he's going to be completely shut down. I think that whole offense is going to be shut down. The Browns still have a top defense. I know it was kind of an anomaly. They gave away the lead to the Jets at the end, but that was a fluke loss. There was a lot of things that happened. They don't like the Steelers at all. I think they're going to pretty much make Trubisky be benched before the end of the game. I think Trubisky is mm-hmm. really going to struggle to get the ball to anyone tonight. So he's one of my systems. And then finally, I'm giving up on David Njoku. He just doesn't have any <laughs> chemistry with – yeah, he doesn't. I dropped him this week. He doesn't have any chemistry with Jacoby Brissett. Maybe he does a little better when Deshaun Watson comes back. But he's not a guy to say on your bench until then. Drop him now. He's not going to do anything until Deshaun Watson comes back. And even then, he might not do anything. So he's my other, other system. Yeah. Uh, I, I I will say about Evan Ingram in the – Chargers, you know, th- that was probably their game plan, right? Just stop Kelsey. Kelsey's beaten them enough times. I think they, they may come with a little bit of a different approach, right, and not stack the middle of the field so much because Trevor Lawrence has some okay targets. Um, but I, I, I do understand your point there. Um, I think it's certainly valid. Um, my sits were Najoku as well, right? You know, the Browns paid this dude so much money to to, to do nothing. I mean, I wish uh, I wish I could get paid $58 million a year. <laughs> to uh, to run half 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 uh, effort out routes. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. It's it's a little bit weird, right? They just paid him so much money, and they're really throwing him three passes a game. I mean, what? Next up, Mike Gusecki, right? He's on the the Dolphins, and they're playing the Bills. The Bills are going to destroy them. They're not going to score more than twenty points. You can't really count on a touchdown here. You can't count on a lot of receptions. Why would you start him? Then Cole Komet, right? Same deal with Darnell Mooney. Anyone in the Bears is in a tough position. Um, I will say for a, a not-so-good quarterback, the tight end generally has the least regression because he's the easiest to throw to. But I don't think that's something you can really count on with Justin Fields. I, I don't know. I don't think Justin Fields throws the ball well at all. Um, okay. So I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting situation in Chicago because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. I didn't think Josh Allen was going to be any good. And I think a lot of people felt that way. I know you, Ali, said he was going to be great and bam. But, uh, you know, you never know. So Cole Komet's not, you know, he's not totally out of the water. And, and you know, this year, but I don't see a big season for him. I mean, if you're starting Cole Komet by now, I don't know what is wrong with you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> if, if you are starting him, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with you. I mean. He had zero receptions, zero, zero receptions in two games. If you started him on your bench week one or week two, you got zero points from him. Over the course of two weeks, he's had all of two targets even. The guy's not doing anything fantasy. Get him off your team. He does not belong on your team. That's the last time I want to hear Cole Komet on this show until he actually does something. And I'd rather be like, oh, wow, Cole Komet went out and had eight catches for 160 yards. Whoa, he's not. It's not going to happen. Cole Komet is not a viable starting option now or ever. I'd rather see you start David Njoku before him, but he, you know, Cole Komet's done. I'm not even want to spend any more time talking about Cole Komet, <laughs> not fantasy relevant at all. Well, you heard it here first, folks. 
<laughs> you heard it here first. Exactly. Anyway, let's move on to defenses before we do end the show, because I know we are running out of time. So I'm going to go with the New York Giants this week as a stardom defense. I know we're not mentioning the defense you will start, like the Bills, the Broncos, some other teams that you know have great defenses like the Niners. But the New York Giants, if you look at their week-to-week progress, they've actually put up a lot of good points. They forced turnovers, this team. They had two turnovers against the Panthers, I believe two turnovers against the week before against the Titans. So this team does force turnovers. I mentioned they're getting Kayvon Thibodeau back. He's going to greatly help their pass rush. I think they are going to force turnovers against Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush had the game of his career against the Bengals, and that's because the Bengals didn't play good. The Cooper Rush saga is going to come to an end on Monday night. The Giants are going to sack him a lot. They're going to apply a lot of pressure. We know Wink Martindale's defense, they like to drop the blitz. Giants are really going to be a good, viable team. It's going to be... It's going to be a very low-scoring game between both offenses. Even though I love my Giants, we don't put up a lot of points. So definitely a Giants defense if you're streaming defenses. They're worth a start. LA Chargers are another defense I like this week. They're going against the Jaguars, who pretty much just had one of the games of their lives, shutting up the Colts. I think they come back to earth this week. They got to go play in LA. Tra- uh, tr- uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to get all kinds of heckles being sunshine in the sunshine state in uh, the California sunshine. So I think that the, I think that the chargers are going to be a very good start this week. I think they're going, they had 10 days rest. So they're going to be rested and healthy. They're going to be ready to sack the quarterback, make some turnovers. And my last stardom is actually tonight. I think Cleveland's a good start. Like I said, Trubisky is going to struggle. I think he's is only a matter of time before he's benched. They're going to force a lot of turnovers. Miles Garrett's going to get in. He's going to get his sacks. So Cleveland's my other stardom. How about you? I like all those picks. Um, you know, I, I'm starting to root for the Giants a little bit because of you and because I, I grew up in Connecticut. And I actually went to a Super Bowl party when I had no idea what football was or anything. I was seven when the Giants beat Tom Brady for the first time. Um, I was at like the craziest yeah. Super Bowl party ever. And I was playing Lego Star Wars with my seven-year-old pal um, the whole time. And I went upstairs, and I think I heard everyone celebrate, and I went right downstairs and started playing video games again. So, obviously, I've learned that football is more important than Lego Star Wars, debatably, still. But uh, whatever. My my starts are the Chargers. Um, Chargers defense, they got a lot of stars, and I I just think they're going to force some turnovers this week. Bengals, I think, will have a better week maybe a little bit of a bounce back game. I think they're also probably playing a, a, a pretty bad team. I don't have the, the team here. Yeah, you know, they got the Jets. Them. That's a good start. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's why I put them. Um, and then the Eagles. I, I think the Eagles are, are are a good fantasy defense. I think every week they're kind of the team that you, you – or every year they're kind of like, okay, well, they may not have the best defense, but somehow they turn the ball over twice every game. Uh, that's just how they play. That's how they're taught. I always like the Eagles defense. Uh, so – so, yeah, I think that's a, a good start this week for sure. Yeah, Eagles I'm a little leery on because Carson Wentz and that team, they could put up points. So I think coming off their big at, their big game against Minnesota, they might struggle a little bit against the commanders. But I will say Carson Wentz is always good for at least a turnover a game. So That's what I'm thinking. He will get uh, turnovers. So we'll move quickly on to the sit I actually would sit the Niners defense this week. I know that they are going up against Denver, but mile high is a tough place to play. 
I think that Denver, one thing, they don't turn the ball over a lot. I know we saw in week one against the Seahawks, both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon fumbled at the goal line. But Russell Wilson does a good job of protecting the ball. And we haven't really seen Williams or Gordon do any kind of mistakes like that since. I think that they I think that Denver will score. I actually, like I said, I think it's going to be higher scoring than many think in this game against the Niners. So I would actually set the Niners defense. They did a good job last week against Seattle. They re- they actually struggled. I know it was a monsoon against Chicago. But I think Denver puts up points on the Niners this week. Baltimore is my other sit They are going up against the Patriots. I know that the Patriots have struggled to put points on the board, but let's not forget there are a lot of injuries to Baltimore's offense, so I think everyone has to be careful about them. The Patriots, they are playing at home for the first time this year. They always play very well in Foxborough. I think that somehow the Mac Jones will have a big game and he'll utilize his tight ends more, so I'd be careful about starting Baltimore's defense especially after they just gave up 42 points against Miami they have to be gassed after that even if they have a week off and I actually will contradict you and put Philly as my sit like I said even though Carson Rentz is probably good for a turnover to a game I think that it, this is going to be a high scoring affair I think that Washington will put up points on the board they're going to have to do a, a decent job guarding both McLaurin both Dotson and Curtis Samuel, I think Antonio Gibson will have a good running game. I think what we're going to see from the Eagles is more or less what we saw week one when they allowed 35 points to the Lions. So the Eagles are my sit Yeah, I, I, I think Carson Wentz will throw us a few picks, few picks this game. Um, Not disagreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, my picks are Miami, right? Buffalo's going to go off. Uh, you, should, you should probably know that. And, and that may have been another Cole Komet situation that's not really worth mentioning. Green Bay, uh, I think it'll be a relatively high-scoring game. But uh, I don't know, because Tom Brady hasn't looked that great, and neither have the Packers. Well, don't forget with the Bucs that Mike Evans has suspended this game. So he really – and Godwin's still hurt. So he really doesn't have too much to throw to. Yeah. I I just would be weary in a game like this. Right, the Packers kind of got beat up week one. So I have both Packers and Tampa here. I just, you know, I'm not really comfortable starting either of them on a game that's hyped up like this. That's, uh, that's you know, really the two two best quarterbacks of our generation. Maybe maybe Peyton Manning is uh, is in there. And Matthew Stafford, obviously, as well. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to start either of those two because it could be a 40 to 40 game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. It, it, I wouldn't start either of them because even though they have struggled both offenses as of late, you never know what Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers is capable of doing. They could go out. I wouldn't start either of those defenses either. So all good picks. Unfortunately, we are running out of time. So I hope that me and Jacob did provide you guys some good advice, who to start, who to sit. Again, I don't want to hear anyone starting Cole Komet. So <laughs> Jacob, before we sign off, you have any final thoughts or advice for the audience? Uh, you know, good luck this week. If you didn't hear, we're running a little bit of a promotion to download our Zen Sports Play app. Um, so if you go on the Zen Sports blog, you can learn about that and download the the app to be entered to win weekly drawings. Uh, I'm excited. It looks like this is a better week of football than last week. Uh, the Rams have a, a close game. We've got two good games in prime time. So it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, we have a lot of great games. I think the Niners and the 
Denver Broncos are one that I'm most excited about. I'm actually pretty excited to watch the Chiefs and the Colts too. I want to see how Matt Ryan does bounce back. And then obviously Monday night, my Giants and the Cowboys, that's going to be a fun one. The Rams and the Cardinals should be a fun one. So we do have a lot of good matchups this weekend. I'm excited for it. And then Jacob and I will be back next week. Don't forget to check out Jacob has his waiver wire blog that comes out every Tuesday. gives you good advice who to pick up. He, he called Carson Wentz long before Carson Wentz did pretty well. He had Curtis Samuel on board. So definitely read his blog. And with that, we're going to sign off and hope everyone has a good weekend. Take care.